Welcome to Carpe Diem. I'm your host, Luca Rocchini. Today I'm going to have a chat with Franz Gallo from London. Franz is a French photographer and film director. He started playing with photography at an early age and studied graphic design in Paris. While working as art director and fashion photographer, Franz came across filmmaking and started expanding his stories by making video portraits of close friends. A few years later, he started working as a film director as well. He also lived in Texas, USA, and moved to London a few years ago. Franz won multiple awards with documentaries about extraordinary people he met during these trips, and now specialized in uh, cinematic documentaries focused on human stories and branded content. In 2019, he founded Art Film, a production company specialized in photo and video content for the art world and creative people. Hi, Franz. Hi. Nice having you here. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Luca? I'm all right. Podcasting away. Um, firstly, if you can tell us about your background, um, what was the inspiration to start with photography and then working also into, into the moving images? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did it progress over the years? So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I began as a photographer. Uh, I'm a f- now a filmmaker based in London. I'm from Paris, from France. Um, and uh, it all started for me at the age of 14 when I discovered photography through my cousin who is from Germany, who came from Germany and with his beautiful camera, it was a Hasselblad. And um, he was passionate about photography and I got, I got the virus of photography uh, all of a sudden. And I started to, to shoot myself on my own prints my own photography um, from the age of 14 and uh, that led me to do a graphic design school in Paris uh, where I studied photography but also composition, um, uh, art direction, typography. Um, Actually I've chosen a, a school, a graphic design school because there was nobody in my family that was dealing with photography, there was no artist, uh, so I had to, to think about a larger perspective than just photography. It was a bit scary for me at that time because I didn't have any, any information about how, how is it to be a photographer, you know. So I thought that this, this school could give me more uh, skills than just photography. And um, after the school, I became, became an art director, graphic designer, and photography was always here in the back of my mind. So I decided to become a photographer for 100% full time. Um, I did a lot of portraits, video, uh, sorry, fashion photography as well. And after maybe five or six years, um, I discovered film. Actually, what happened is that um, I loved portraits, a photo portrait, but I just found it a little bit frustrating sometimes to only have like five or ten minutes to do a photo portrait of somebody. Um, I always wanted to know more and dive deeper into the, the person 
and I felt that it was very, very quick sometimes. Not all mm -hmm. the time, but sometimes. I think I, I did a, a portrait of a, a politician in France, um, and that was the, 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 the trigger to get into film, I think, because I really had like two minutes. And after this photo, I, I realized that I knew nothing about this person. I mean, two minutes, it was too quick to, to get, uh, you know, uh, a connection, a real connection. And so I thought about this experience and all of a sudden, I, I just saw some, some, some videos here and there. Um, and I thought it was possible with my, you know, Canon 5D to do a little, little video. So I called a friend, uh, talked about, uh, about the, the, this, this issue I had, this dilemma, and I proposed him to do a little very quick video, very spontaneous. Uh, it would be like four days in north of France going there. He was an actor and a painter. Actually, he was a teacher. He was one of my teachers in, uh, in the school, in the graphic design school, but always wanted to become an, an actor. So I told him, like, let's, let's be free and go, go somewhere in north of France, in Dunkirk, actually, and do something, you know, just bring back some Im moving images just to have fun and discover the medium. So we did it, and uh, I came back with some footage, some images. Um, it turned out to be a very surreal black and white film, like a 10 minutes film. And I loved the experience. Uh, it really, I just discovered a new medium. It was longer. It wasn't a portrait of this actor. Of course, it was like a, a little surreal narrative. But I discovered that we could... I could put music and sign, sound and voice over, over music, over images, moving images, and it 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 had like it was an epiphany for me. It was amazing. So from that day, I kind of switched into film. Um, that's how I started to to discover film and do film. And after this experience, um, I began to do portraits of people around me so people like basically artists because I was surrounded by a lot of artists and um, you know all the artists have like so many things inside themselves so many things to say so yeah I, I began with documentary and documenting those those artists and that then, was in France right so it in, was in Paris so it was in Paris and then I moved to Romania <clears throat> oh. So I kind of started my 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 uh, filmmaker process in Romania, meeting those artists and those people, um, and doing some some little you know some little projects over there. Yeah. And uh, how, how long did you stay in Romania? I stayed two years and a half. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we went there because my my wife got the opportunity to travel. And uh, so I thought it was a good, good opportunity for me as well to, to travel and to, to discover a, a country I didn't know, uh, Romania, for instance. Because also, um, I, as a child, from the age of zero to 14, um, I traveled because my father traveled a lot, like for three, four years each time in different countries. So I was born in Amsterdam. We went to you know, Canada, we went to Saudi Arabia, we went to Austria, we went to Singapore, 
and ended up in Paris. So I had this, this traveling thing inside of me, in my blood, you know. So when we had this opportunity to go to Romania, uh, I thought that, oh, it, it, it rings a bell. It's like a flashback of my, my childhood. And I knew it was a fantastic opportunity to, um, you know, to, to, in a way, to start anew because it was, uh, I was in the verge of becoming a film director. I mean, discovering film. So it was quite new for me. And I thought it could be a good, good in, an interesting thing to, to start in a new country as well. And you, you were working as fashion photographer yes. that mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. you, you were doing fashion photography in Romania as well. So, in, uh, well, actually, I didn't, I didn't do fashion photography in Romania because at that time I privileged portraiture. Um, I found uh, fashion photography to, to be not really my, my family or my, my, my mm. thing. Um, it's quite funny because my, my heroes when I was 14, when I discovered photography, was, was basically a lot of fashion photographers. Um, like Jean Roussiev, uh, Richard Afton, David Bailey, Nick Knight. Um, they were all uh, into, into fashion a lot. Well, between portrait and fashion. Mm. Um, it's quite difficult to get rid of portrait when you're a photographer anyway, I think. Um, but yeah, I think that fashion industry didn't really click with me. Um, and I prefer to, con- to focus on, on, on portrait. So I continue over there in Romania to do photography, like more portraits and, and, uh, and film. And then after that, you, you went to Texas? Yeah. yeah, we went to Texas. We went to Houston, Texas for a year and a half. Uh, same thing, uh, Kehina. I mean, my wife got the opportunity to move there. Um, and yeah, I continue as a film director. So... I'm, I met the little art scene over there, the little film industry over there. And yeah, I, I did a couple of, uh, a few projects over there too. Yeah, yeah. So you- it, was, it was a bit different. Um, I think the, the, I mean, the art scene was less developed. Um, um, so yeah, it was more, more, I think a bit more difficult to find the right people over there. So that's that's where you switched from photography to filmmaking, or you were mm-hmm. doing both, or yeah, yeah. Let's say like during in in Romania already, I was as I was switching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's basically your your revenue was kind of both, and then you yes, specialize as film director at that point. Exactly in, in Texas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then after Texas, we moved to London, and this was. I mean, that was the perfect move, really, because uh, uh, I knew that the, the, the art scene here in London and the, the film industry here was, like, like huge. One of the biggest in, in the world, I would say, with, with New York, I don't know. And um, so it was, a, yeah, that was the real fantastic opportunity <laughs> for me. So I've been living here in London for three years now. And... Uh, yeah, indeed, it was it was quite fantastic too. I met a lot of people here already, and it's um, um, and now I would say like it's been three years. I focused a lot with on film, but I think that with the lockdown, um, I'm kind of coming back to photography in a way. Yeah, 
because uh, what brought um, what 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 I've learned with the lockdown as as every people we we got challenged of course, but um, you know I I started to come back to my to my why all of a sudden sudden because we we cannot move we can we have to stay of course at home, and um, I had this 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 idea of to rethink a little bit my 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 engagement in film in 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 the art scene in the culture scene in photography as well and yeah i started to realize that i, I didn't want to you know just uh, only do film but photography was very important for me it's like kind of my um that's where i could experiment a lot i think and the last series, the last photo series I've done here in London were very interesting for me. Um, I was, you know, um, I did a photo shoot with a, a rapper, a rapper called Carrie Subiero, and we experimented a lot uh, with photography and painting. So I put some painting on photography and yeah, it, it kind of reopened a lot of things for me. Um, I kind of reconnected with creativity in a way and so I was telling about refining my my why or redefining a bit my why um, that's where I think I want to go um, in in much more creative process um, involving different different mediums um, and creating as you know as I don't know. Finding my 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 voice in this creative process, I think it's that's that's what I realized that was very important for me. And actually, just going back a little bit, want to know a little bit more about Texas and the U.S. Um, first of all, like you were kind of like what what kind of project, video, film project you were doing, making there? Were you so there to? was like basically some corporate videos. Okay. Not very funny. Um, there is a lot of uh, oil and gas industry and <laughs> medical <laughs> okay. industries over there, um, but Plenty not cash, much. Then. But I managed to to do also music video portraits, okay. um, uh, music video projects. Sorry, um, with uh, a production company over there that I uh, I discovered called Petro Studios, and we had kind of the same interests in in uh, in those music video um so yeah basically it was music videos portrait as well i did some some portraits a portrait of a photographer mm. and also a dancer uh, i've met in los angeles because i had the opportunity to travel a little bit um uh so i i went to los angeles met this this dancer and a producer and we managed to do a portrait of this this incredible dancer. We went to to Trona. Actually, it's really in the me middle of the desert, um, and in California, it's a very like rundown city. It used to be quite prosperous in the 70s, and uh, now it, it, there is a very few people over there. Um, a bit representative of these those old ghost towns, uh, yeah. you know, in the in the U.S. who are absolutely fascinating. Um, we met a lot of people over there in the streets, and we didn't do any portraits of them, of course, but because we were focusing on this the, the portrait of this dancer. But um, 
yeah, it was, it was quite fascinating and beautiful experience um, to, to meet those people and to see those, this a bit abandoned city. Not abandoned, but still, like, there's maybe, I don't know, a thousand people living there. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I remember those, those days. It was quite special, quite special, yeah. <laughs> and uh, how, how was, uh, as a European, working in the U.S.? Like, what, what was your experience? Was it difficult? Was, uh, like, bureaucratic? Was, yeah, mm-hmm. like, how to, to reach out to people? Like, were they happy to work with you? Yeah, I think that... <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, they were kind of excited, I think, when I think about the, uh, the, the production company I mentioned, Petro Studios. Um, they were younger than me, actually, that they were doing very well already in the, in the oil and gas industry. They were kind of focused on oil and gas because there were a lot of... of uh, and, and corporate videos. So they were quite excited, to, I think, to, to meet with me uh, because I had all those creative ideas uh, and crazy <laughs> ideas about doing music videos and... And out-of-the-box projects, you know, um, we tried we tried to do m- many many projects together. We we ended up with this music video, and it was I think very re- refreshing for them to um, to work on this this kind of project. But I found it very I found them very very professional um, and very committed, very willing to do. I mean, this music video was quite crazy because. I spotted a, a location called Enchanted Rock. Hmm. So it's in the middle uh, or on the west side, on the west side of Texas. You know, Texas is one of the largest states in, in, the, U, uh, in the U.S. Um, so it was crazy because I, I, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. We went and jumped in, in, the, in, the, in the van they had at 4 a.m. And we arrived there after five-hour driving, I think. We shoot there the whole day and we came back at 4 a.m. in the morning. So it was basically a 24-hour shoot. And uh, yeah, we we all were very energized, I think. Um, We all were maybe tired at the end of the day, but so committed to the project and so, um, you know, happy to do that. Um, that it was, yeah, it was one of the most beautiful experiences I had. It was those kind of days, shooting days, where everything went well. We had a, a beautiful sky, not a single cloud. We had like eagles floating around us. Um, everybody was, was happy. We had a dancer. The dancer was really incredible. He really pushed himself to, to, do, to do the maximum and to, to try many things. Um, that's one of the days that I really, really love, and that remind me of why I'm doing this, this, uh, this job. Actually, this passion, fulfilling our passion, is really what we we have to appreciate. I think as directors or people involved in the in the industry in general, we we all are creatives, and uh, it's really important to. Um, you know, to nourish and to cherish those those projects as well. We do all have to, uh, you know, find corporate videos or or, or videos like commercials, of course. But uh, passion projects, I think, and and music videos, 
in, uh, are, are very important, very important for creativity and for, uh, you know, enjoying really what we want, what we do. And that, that, that kind of project you have kind of may realize probably the difference between being on your own and be a photographer and go on a venture with a crazy crew, you know, in the yeah. desert for hours <laughs> in a van. So yes. That's kind of the excitement, is it? Like, uh, it is super exciting. And what I love about this, I mean, being, being a uh, filmmaker is that, is what you, what you said, I mean, finding a crew, working with a crew. Um, I'm really, really interested in communicating with people and, and to know, learn about people, learn about um, their own experience. That why, that's why I'm doing portraits of people, because I love you know, delving into the universe of people, of different people. I think that we all have incredible stories to say, to tell. Um, really, really, we all have a journey and it's, it's beautiful to celebrate that in a portrait, in a video portrait, I think. Um, and to some extent as well in different projects so, such as music videos um, or, or any kind. I mean, I, I did some corporate videos as well where I had to meet with people and they, sh they would share their stories. Uh, I remember I, I did a, um, a corporate video for... Uh, the European Investment Fund. Um, and we had to shoot a bakery in south of France. So it didn't sound very sexy, <laughs> you know. But um, this bakery was a bit different because they engaged, they hired people, you know, uh, struggling with social issues uh, like ex-convicts or you know, people who were uh, without a job for years and years and years. Um, so we had to, to do kind of a, you know, interviews of those people and what I thought would be like a kind of boring corporate video turned out to be a very special experience because I connected with people that I would, I would have never met without this project. Mm. Uh, for example, for example, this ex-convict who was like 26, he went to jail for two years. It was a beautiful, I mean interesting very interesting experience to to interview him and and do um you know a video of this bakery and also the the owner of the bakery who decided to do this to to do this kind of um uh you know company that is a bit different uh, he had the choice to do different different companies of course he, he could have done a very normal uh, bakery but he decided to help people so i think that yeah that's one of the magic of of this job as well is to to you know um to listen to people i think yeah mm -hmm. yeah like it just happened you find yourself in these kind of special occasions and mm -hmm. i like the how random is you know it can happen like it, yeah it just some amazing projects and Especially for me as a cameraman, like uh, I'm, I'm always I'm so glad like when I'm making documentaries or even this kind of special, you know, happens, this kind of corporate videos that actually, you know, like the one I made for refugees or charities, mm -hmm. you know, they, they also so lucky because you can frame and portrait the way you like, you know, mm -hmm. so you, I, I found, you know, very lucky and very, 
I'm very happy, you know, when, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, they're not just commercial things. And of course. Well, I think it's, it's good to mix both. I mean, we all mix both uh, to a certain extent, of course, but I think it's uh, finding a balance is very important and it all depends on, on our own personalities, of course. But I think that's um, finding a balance between, you know, commercial stuff, corporates and, and also creative uh, experiences is very, very important. And we, I mean, for I'm talking about myself, but um, in my to me, it's very important to have a, you know, to 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 find this 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 good rapport, this good good balance, and yeah, it's part of the process, I think, of becoming a good at what you do, or yeah, an independent artist. You know, we need to make money, we need to make art, and find yeah. you know, the thin line to work around that. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of more realistic, you know, so the sense. Even artists need to be a little bit popular, in the, in sure, yeah, yeah, in order to to maintain himself. So, yeah, it, it's it's a long. I think it's a long journey. <laughs> it's like it's more a marathon than a sprint to be to become, you know, to be part of this uh, film industry in general, or or I'm talking even for artists, you know, singers or whatever. Um, it's it's a long process. It's. Um, I think it's it's for people who are passionate and who are willing to learn to are here to, to, who are here f- to learn things about themselves and about the world. I think it's it's um, um, curiosity is a very very important uh, quality. I think if you want to, you know be part of this 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 uh, those those people i think it's uh, curiosity is very important yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah keep being curious um now let's go back a little bit more like wh- when you move to london when you decide to move to mm-hmm. london um you moved straight from texas to london yes or, mm-hmm. so what were the challenges then like uh, how do you find um moving to London, back to London, starting up again in London? Mm-hmm. So first of all, I must say that, um, you know, Houston was an experience that, uh, you know, I, I was a bit, um, I was very happy to come back to Europe. Uh, I was very happy to, to go to London because I kind of <laughs> suffered a little bit from the lack of uh, the art scene, or maybe I didn't met, I didn't meet the right people over there. I mean, I'm, I met a few people, but a very few people. Um, so I knew that in London I, I would have the opportunity, had the opportunity to meet, you know, a bunch of very interesting people. Um, and also it was close to Paris. So that was, I'm from Paris. So it was, uh, it was, it was great for me. I think it was a very good move. So what I did, because it was my third experience as, you know, somebody totally new in a uh, city I didn't know. So I knew how to do things, how to behave. Um, I knew that I had to start finding people and reaching out to people. I had this, I didn't want to lose time. When from the day one I arrived, I, I started to reach out to people. So 
this this um yeah indeed it was a bit of a challenge it's always a challenge to come to a new city and discover the new city and try to dive into it and to meet people because you know we're not a priority for people who who don't know you you're not a priority uh, it's quite um it's quite a challenge but um at the same time i i think that london's so diverse and so used to uh, welcome new people that it's kind of uh, um, it's possible to meet people here I mean it's really possible and so I started to to build up my my connections that was my very first move and my very first focus because as you know um, in the film industry if you're alone you can do things alone but it's kind of limited and you have to find quite quickly people that can help you do projects. So I'm talking about production companies, producers, uh, DOPs, actors, artists in general also wanted to to uh, connect with artists in, in many different film, uh, fields. So painters, sculptors, um, because I'm very interested in culture and, and art. So yeah, I would say the the struggle of finding people was also uh, my motor, my my motive. My it gave me a lot of energy as well. So it's the the same coin, but two faces of the same coin. In a way, it's it's like uh, yeah, that's where I I got the energy. I think of you know growing here. And how how did you reach out to people? Many ways. <laughs> there are many ways. Um, I think emailing, just cold emails, um, Instagram, meeting people in the streets. And also what I did, uh, I mean, in the streets, I meant, for example, uh, from day one, I, I, uh, I looked for co-working spaces. Because and that that was a very good, uh, very good opportunity for me to meet people. Um, I went to a WeWork in um, in Holborn, where I met a DOP who was working there. Um, so I didn't hesitate to you know <laughs> to to connect with him and to to try to I mean to start talking with him. Um, and since that day, we're still in connection. Uh, we're still connected. And we did some some work to get together already. Um, then I changed. I mean, I think I, I changed workspaces like maybe five times. <laughs> yes, because my, my focus was to, to connect with people. So I started with a uh, so uh, this workspace uh, we work, which is which was a very good experience for three months. But it it was just so wide. I mean, there was not it wasn't focused on the the art scene or the the creative people here in London. So I got I heard from a second home. Second home is another workspace, a bit more focused on creative people, oriented into into creativity. So fashion, uh, image, sound. That's where I met some production companies. That's why I met some um, music uh, labels as well. Um, and I did music videos for them, for example. Um, then I switched to another WeWork and to another second home. Um, 
And then I started to, yeah, I heard about a little studio a production company that was called Autobahn, who is a very good uh, production company here in London, who was uh, looking for co-workers to share a space. So I went there and I met, I met them. Um, yeah, basically that's how I, I, I meet people, but also call emails a lot. And and Soho House, uh, I became a member of Soho House. So I was very, very um, active and proactive because I knew, I mean, there is a rule, which is very obvious, but if you want to meet people, you have to go out. Um, you have to go out and, and show your face to, to events, to things like that. I know that in Soho House, they, um, they had some events. Um, for example, one it was called Art for Breakfast. So every Wednesday um, in the morning, it's like a presentation of an interview of an artist. So, yeah, I, I met people like that over there, for example. And then you, did you work full time as well for some companies afterwards? or No, never full, no. never, always freelance. Always yeah, freelance. I was always freelancing. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, yeah, I got hired from different production companies here yeah. and also in Paris as well. Okay. Yeah, so I had both cities. I mean, m mostly in London, of course, because that's where I live. Um, maybe I would say 80%, 20%, something like that. Yeah. And now go back again, even farther back. Like uh, you, you study art direction, um, mm -hmm. graphic art. art. Graphic design, the graphic art design, and yeah, and yeah, you were fashion photographer as well. How how was that experience? How long did it last? Fashion photography. Yes, I would say five years. Five okay. years. Yeah, uh, four five years. Well, it was a it was a great experience, um, in the sense that you meet a lot of people, and you know, as I told you, I like I like to meet people, I like to connect. Um, it's a very creative industry for sure. Um, and it's a space where you can, yeah, you can propose, you, you can, you can create many things. You can, uh, the creative, creative minds are, uh, are valued in this industry, um, because it's, uh, yeah, clients want something a bit, a bit, always a bit different, right? And it's a, a, an, an industry that goes quite fast. Every six months they have to, to renew themselves. So it was, it was a nice experience. I had like very beautiful shoots over there. But at the same time, I feel that I was not um, connected enough to the clothes, the real fashion world. I mean, if you want to become, if you want to be a fashion photog photographer, you, you need to love um, fashion. And... It was it was a bit strange, but I, I didn't realize it took me a while to realize that, which is totally strange or comical, I would say now when I think about it, because it's so obvious. But I discovered uh, a photo with photographer who in the 50s, 60s, 70s were really focused on photography and developing developing their own style or their own universe and um i had this the feeling that clothes were not that important i mean i'm talking about peter Lindbergh, jean lucieff 
Richard Avedon. There are fashion photographers, but you, when you see their, their images and their universe, you can see that the, the main focus, I would say, is, is, is people and, and, and photography, you know. So <laughs> I, was, I was coming from this, this, um, those guys, I would say, those, this universe. And Helmut Newton, for example. Of course, there is close in his images that you can see an obsession uh, for uh, nudes, nudity, for, for female representation, for um, a, a certain general feel. It's a whole universe. And I think that fashion comes after. And he tells it uh, quite liberally in, in interviews. Same for Peter Lindbergh. Peter Lindbergh is very known for his love uh, for, for, for faces, for people, for, uh, for women. Um, and, and, and fashion comes second. So, yeah, I had to, to, I had to do a choice because um, I think that those references, uh, you know, it's, it's tricky for... Uh, I mean, they, they, they have their own style. Uh, they, they began in the 50s, 60s, and it's a whole different world. I think that uh, being focused on, on, on fashion clothes, if you want to be a fashion photographer, to some extent, is important. And um, I, I prefer to privilege the face or the people or, or creativity or photography for, create, for creating images, for creating... You know, I always have this, this sentence of this uh, um, French painter from the 19th century, Eugène Delacroix, who was a, a romantic uh, painter very famous at, at his time. And he said, um, painting should be a feast for the eye. And I don't know why, but it's a very simple sentence, but it struck, it struck me and it's still with me. And I think that's um, what I try to do in photography and in video. It's all also this, this idea of having a feast for the eyes and for, for, for the brain, I, I, I like to go to propose, um, to, to dive in a, you know, in a whole universe, watching an image or watching a video, to escape to a certain extent to reality, to go somewhere. And when I think about movies that I really love, that's the, the, the power they have on me. When I see, I'm a huge fan, talking about film, I'm a huge fan of David Lynch, for example. And what, about, what I love about David Lynch and what he, 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 he creates is that we go somewhere. When we see a, a movie or a twin, twin Peaks series, for example, we go somewhere. We go to a different space. It's more a space to me than, than a movie all of a sudden. That's where I like to, to, to go. Um, same for music videos. Uh, this kind of celebration of... Um, escapism. Escapism, but also, um, yeah, creativity. A certain, it's a certain level of energy. I think the same for, for painting as well. What, what suggests paintings that I really love is also a sense of energy. 
when you think about Mar Mark Rothko, for example, just an example, but I'm thinking about it because we're talking about Houston. And Houston, he, he did the, the um, Rothko Chapel, and he has like, uh, you know, many pieces in, in a museum over there. And I remember sitting in the middle, in a room, in the middle of many paintings of Rothko. There was I was surrounded maybe by, by six or eight paintings, like huge painting of Mark Rothko. And I was alone there. I, I just took like five, eight minutes to dive into the, 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 the paintings. And all of a sudden, I began to feel a certain energy, a certain... Um, I was going somewhere, <laughs> in a way. And that was a beautiful experience. And I think that those kind of experience, that's the ex experience I, I want to cherish and to... Um, really to have in mind always when I do something. So this kind of transition you have from photography to filmmaking, kind of you find a natural, maybe also for that kind of energy, when you probably have like uh, an hour and a half, two hours sitting in a kind of dark room and just focusing on mm -hmm. one piece yes. of art. Yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of our our work. I think is to hyper-focus sometimes on um, and to give our best in in, in a project that, that immerse you. Uh, I like this idea of being really, really into, into a project and to dive into a project. Same for my portrait, video portraits. I think that's... Um, yeah, I have a beautiful um, a, a experience. I remember that. And it was way before I was doing video. Um, maybe I was... 28, 26, 28, I can remember. Um, and that took with me. I went to, uh, I was invited in a weekend um, in someone's, somewhere's, a friend's house. And there was a lot of people and people I knew and people I didn't know. And we had a dinner on a Saturday night. Uh, we had good food, good wine, and it lasted for a while. Uh, the dinner was great. And all of a sudden people went to, to sleep, and we stayed with two other people, two other person. Um, there was one friend of mine and another guy I didn't know, and we started talking. And those two guys were really fascinated by hunting. There were that, that was their passion, hunting. And I mean, I don't eat meat since three years, and it's it was very very far away from from my interest and. I still don't really understand why you want to shoot an animal. You know, it's like very violent, right? But I remember that day, uh, they were starting talking about hunting. And instead of like changing subject because I didn't really, wasn't really interested in this topic, I tried to, I mean, I was, uh, I kept asking questions about what they, they found interesting in, about hunting. And they start talking. And I remember we ended up like talking for hours about hunting. And I was really interested in, in finding uh, in what they said, what was interesting for them, what was a passion for them uh, about, about hunting, what was the trigger for them. And I started to, you know, erase my judgment or my, myself and just trying to become an ear and to hear them really, hear the, what they really wanted to, um, what they had to say about it. And that's, 
the the beauty I think about uh, doing portraits of people is like it's where you stop judging, you know, and really dive into the universe of the person. Um, and this is I'm doing this link about hyper focusing as well. It's really enter in their universe and try to see how they see things. And I think it's it's. Um, yeah, this this little experience uh, st stuck with me as well, and I, I'm, I think about it when I do a documentary. I think about this experience of just switch, switching off my um, my 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 ideas for a while and really enter the universe of the person who is in front of the camera or in front of the 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 mic, for example. So that's your kind of uh, creative process, right? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, this is my process. Uh, I'm not saying it's the process. It's just my how I work and how I like to work when I'm on a documentary. For some people, of course, it's super important to have like a certain angle, a certain, um, you know, a certain angle, a certain judgment, a certain idea of where you want to go. But I like to start fresh and to, to, to really listen to what they have to say. I think that's that's how uh, I connect with with people, yeah. And then how you you go from that from the listening part, and then you create basically you, you describe maybe these portraits of people with your own language. So how goes the process from just listening, observing um, to be to describe it? What's the, the creative process that from, from that point you get to the, the kind of final edit? So what, mm. what, what's your, how you develop your visual language? That way? Well, I think, it, I think the process is very organic. I think I try to, to, to change things or to start anew for every kind of project, uh, meaning that the, each project is singular and needs a different way to uh, engage with the image, with the, with the sound, with the music, with the emotion. But I would say that I don't have any rules. Uh, I think it's very organic and I have to listen to the audio or the interview many times, many, many times to really enter his universe or their universe again and to try to see what is the motor, the motive, the, the, um, the, 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 the core of the person I have in front of me? Um, and from there, I start to, to build, um, to work on a first draft, a first edit. I try to be uh, very respectful, of course, of the person. Uh, I try to um, sum up in my mind what this person has to say, what defines him or or her, and and um, and to start the edit. I mean, the edit can can. I mean, it's it's a very beautiful process. At the same time, it it's very very demanding. I think it's very um, draining. Draining because you can do so many different things. It's unlimited. 
the the choice of the music, the choice of the the shots you wanna privilege, um, how you gonna introduce the person. It's always very very um, it's 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 unlimited, I would say. But then you start to find a first music, a first music, and I like this this idea of uh, finding the music of the the universe of the person. I'm, it's it's an, an image. It's not the music, but the the language, or um, yeah, the uh, what is very important for that person, and and yeah, it's the whole process of the edit. Then I try many things. I think, um, and all of a sudden, I try to find one key, a key element in the edit. Something that clicks, maybe it's a sync from one image to a certain type of music. The sound of the voice also is kind of uh, important and it drives you as well, I think. Um, and yeah, and yeah, I, and then to, to uh, try to dive into into the edits and and refine it again and again, and then try to come up with with something. That is quite captivating. I, I didn't say I, I said I didn't have a rule, but I have kind of a, an idea always or a sentence that, that stuck with me as well. Is the idea of when I start to do a video, I always make sure that the beginning and the end are are very strong. Are very strong. I think that's in a documentary. Um, beginning with a sentence that sums up the whole universe of the person uh, is 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 interesting is important for me, or you know to start very strong and to end up very strong, and in the middle, well, you can do whatever you want <laughs> in a way. <laughs> and uh, do you, do you see kind of progression from your first documentaries you made to? the latest ones like i guess you kind of kind of more i say like a more instinctive kind of process mm -hmm. do you see a kind yes. of like your own formula kind of slightly kind of modifying mm. where it's going i think again i think it's uh, i'm doing it quite in a natural process in an organic way i don't want to you know, I don't sit down and say, okay, this is my first video. Uh, what I really want to do now is very different. I try to, to be, um, let's say, to prepare more. I would say the, the, what changed a lot, I would say, is getting from this very spontaneous um, drive from something um, a bit more prepared. I love spontaneity and in documentary you need to have spontaneity because you can write whatever you want. It's always going to end up very differently. Um, so keeping this freshness, this spontaneity is very, very important. But to prepare some shots, to do a shot list is, is important too. And to maybe to, to prepare, um, yeah, to prepare before shooting is, 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 is important. And to... Um, maybe do the interview if it's possible before the shoot so I have an understanding of what the person has to say and what the person has to do 
Um, but it depends on the you know this culture schedule of the person on the the way the pro the project is done. Um, but did it change? I don't know. Maybe um, my I would say my my taste for cinematography uh, changed a little bit. Um, but no, I think that um, every since every projects are very different. It's it's it's. Um, so you can't really compare that sense. No, yeah, indeed, indeed. I'm sure there is a progression in my in my work. I'm sure of that. You but need an exterior eye, that, like you need somebody yeah, maybe, else to maybe. show you. Like, yeah, I think look, so. That's you. <laughs> but when I see, when I think about my real first documentary or my real project, <clears throat> I think that there are some similarities uh, with what I'm doing right now. Again. It's a certain type of sensitivity, a certain um, interest for human beings, um, a certain a certain way of hearing people and listening to people. I think that we all have this in our DNA, and it, it shows up, and it's uh, yeah. I think it's always there. It's this kind of red line that that I have when I think about the very first project I have and the very last ones. In terms of documentary, I'm talking about portraits. I can see some similarities for sure, yeah. And um, I think like, how, how, do you, how do you find the balance of producing these documentary and portraits and, and try to make them, are you trying as well to, to make them kind of commercial viable as well? Mm -hmm. Like kind of, Maybe in the future, just being your main source of income, like kind of like your own documentary, or yeah, you're looking for that balance. Yes, yes, of course, of course, because it's it's um, something I have like uh, deeply, and I think it's it's interesting to you know to 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 make it as a, a source of income as well, because you know it's it's. That's what I really like to do. So if we can, I can do it as a patent project, but also in a commercial way. That's, that's interesting. Um, many different different things. For example, um, I've been asked and by a production company here in London to do uh, a commercial, two commercials for Braun. You know, Braun the epilators, the razors, and everything. And I got hired for this project because of this documentary style I have, I think, because instead of doing a, a very um, classic uh, ad of somebody shaving in the, in the, in the bathroom, for example, they, they uh, wanted to do a bit, something a bit different. They wanted to do uh, portraits of two artists who, and make analogies between the epilator, who had like a very special... Uh, head that was flexible and rotative and analogy with two artists who are illustrator and calligraphers who in their practice use their hands in a similar way very rotative very flexible at the same time so i ended up doing those uh, two portraits basically of those those two persons two people um of course adding the, the 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 brands and the epilator right but um, that was a beautiful way of connecting with my documentary 
work. Uh, and it ended up as a commercial, but it was very creative at the same time. So that was, I mean, I was very, very happy to do that because I could really combine my, uh, my work as a documenter, uh, film director. The other one is, I realized before the lockdown, at the beginning of the year, that I was doing all those portraits um, of artists. And, you know, the art, art, art scene and artists have sometimes difficulties to talk about themselves because sometimes they don't, have, they don't know how to, to do it. So basically, you would just connect with the artist in a gallery when they, they have an opening or through their website, right? Or eventually, sometimes, like, quick interviews on YouTube. But that's all. Um, and I thought that there, there was a room to propose doing video portraits, but, like, commissioned video portraits and, like, promotional portraits, I would say, promotional videos, in a way. So I, was, I, I did a few of them. And um, I had the idea at the beginning of the year to start a production company niching, I mean, with, with a focus on creative minds and promotional videos for creative minds. So I founded this production company called Art Film, A-A-R-T Film, um, and with, with this purpose of uh, proposing um, promotional video portraits for artists, for creative minds, for them to engage with their audience in a much more compelling way, I would say. Um, and it's great and it works well because for five, six minutes, I do a portrait of them with showing their practice, hearing, listening to, I mean, uh, recording their, their, their voice, saying their, 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 their philosophy, their work, how do they work? And it's very um, interesting for potential buyers of, for example, a painter or a sculpture to know more about this artist through a video uh, and create a bond, create a real connection with, uh, with the artist. So, but unfortunately, I launched it in March, and, you know, March with the lockdown um, <laughs> was a bit problematic. Um, but anyway, it's it's there, I'm, and I really want you to, to 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 make it grow. So you, so made, I'm quite happy about about uh, yeah, f founding this this production company. And you made and you made some portraits already. Yes, I did already a portrait uh, a month ago of an artist called Radek Husak, um, who lives here, who is from Poland, uh, who do amazing uh, photography. Um, in a very creative way, um, with uh, mixing photography with uh, with painting with pencil, um, and it's it's beautiful. So I'm in the process of editing it right now, and I'm also um, working with with uh, other production companies in um, in the arts scene, in the the the, the in, in culture and arts uh, in France and in London to to make videos as well. It's always on kind of same kind of subject. Yes, yeah. yes. Kind of uh, portraits or, you know, for galleries or museums. That's my, my, my aim with this production company. And why art with double A? 
What's the meaning? <laughs> <laughs> well, for two reasons, I think. Uh, first of all, I really wanted the word art to be in the in the the name, and also because I was doing a lot of I'm doing a lot of portraits. A portrait is like somebody looking at himself in front of a mirror, right? So I had this this idea of having those two a reflecting uh, to each other. Okay. I had this idea when I did a portrait of a, a jazz musician, uh, a trumpet player, amazing, beautiful uh, soul called Ituk uh, Ubong. Uh, it's a person I met here through um, uh, So Far Sounds. It's like uh, they are doing some concerts, some events in a, in a very uh, special way. Um, and I met him, I did a portrait of him, and there was a scene where he looks at himself through a window. And I thought about it, and I thought it was a beautiful definition of doing a portrait of an artist is somebody facing himself in front of a mirror and looking at him or, or her and, and try to, uh, to see what they have done since they started their I'm gonna, gonna there, say some, there. some bullshit. Reflecting on your own reflection. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I, I like the, yes, this idea, and then came up with this this uh, this name. Okay, and, and so this is the kind of your latest projects, basically. Is what, what are you working at the moment, apart from editing? So uh, with the lockdown, it's my yeah my activity slowed down. Uh, you done a bit of photography as well, like and, yes, and yeah, indeed. So I have like two projects, two video projects. Uh, one is with you, my dear Luca. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, so I met this this uh, singer called Karis, and um, I proposed. I did some photos for him, and. I propose him to work on a video and I propose him to do a track, like a one, two minute track that is kind of a poem. It's a poem. It's, um, it's, it's between a track, a music and a poem um, on one minute, just saying things about himself. And I wanted to create this opportunity to... Um, to do a very creative video, something very creative, something very between a portrait and and not a music video, but something. Uh, it's a very in between thing, um, and it's it's very. I think it will be very interesting to do that. Um, so I'm I'm doing this at the moment. I'm working on it, and you'll be the GOP. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm doing this this edit of uh, the, the the artist project uh, portraits I, I just mentioned, um, and yeah, basically networking a lot, and as you said, coming back to photography as well. I had this this call in during the lockdown of of photography again. It's like you know my very first passion, and. It's very difficult to get rid of a passion, you know. <laughs> and I think that um, I really want to come back to to portraits, to photo portraits, but maybe in a more, um, not in a documentary style, not in a very reality style, um, in a more creative 
way in mixing painting, words, painting or writing on photography. I'm, um, I'm working on a series I'm trying to do right now. Um, and the starting point of this series is the portrait of Caris I've done. Uh, and I really want to push that. And I think that there is, when I see all the, the you know, the photo scene, it's quite difficult to enter uh, the, the, the photographic scene now. There's so many very, very good photographers, so many very good portraits doing uh, now. And I think that I have to risk this, this, um, this kind of process. I have to enter this process and, and do this creative and kind of unique portraits, mixing uh, painting and and uh, and drawing, as I said. Uh, first of all, because I really love to do it, um, I can do it for for ages, and I think that there are many things to be done uh, mixing different mediums. So I really want to 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 push this this direction further, and I'm quite excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the picture. Look amazing. Uh, <laughs> and so kind of different. It's it's very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, last, last question, last couple of questions, um, before we wrap. So about, you know, these pandemic days, I'm asking to everybody, it's like, um, it's apart from worries and challenges, you probably have found something positive coming mm, yeah. from, from this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we kind of talked about it earlier, but I think that's, mm. it was uh, indeed a challenge, a uh, challenging time for, for, for me, for, for a lot of people, um, especially for us, because I think that we, we love to go out. I mean, I love to go out. It's part of the process. It's part of the work um, of directors, DOPs, photographers. It's to leave the house and go somewhere that we don't know and have this possibility to 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 enter somewhere and having the key so, somehow to to somewhere to a different location and i love nature so it <laughs> in a way so it it was it was kind of a challenge for me not to 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 stay at home um to have all my projects you know uh, um canceled and everything but the the good thing i think is that we all had the opportunity to be with ourselves and to listen to our inner voices and the challenging thing challenging thing as a director as a photographer as a creative mind is if you want to make a living out of your passion is that you have to compromise you have to be build your own projects uh, but also you have to engage with the industry and the the industry uh, doesn't propose you propose you to do always very creative things, and you start sometimes to lose a little bit your your edge or lose a little bit your your why why I am doing this why what is the very first sensation I had when I started film when I started photography, and the lockdown gave me the possibility to reconnect with this and to um, think about the future and how I wanted to uh, embrace the future, how I wanted to embrace my, my, um, my vocation of doing images. Um, 
And that's why I, I thought about all the, the, the pictures I've done, the videos I've done, and I really wanted to push further this, those portraits. Um, connecting with people are very, very, is very important for me. Um, and also having those the, the creativity into photography is very important to me. So I am taking this very seriously. And I, my wish is uh, in video, in film, to have my video project, my passion projects, to guide, um, that my passion project guides my commercial work as well. And I think that um, if you compromise too much, you end up uh, doing what people want you to do, right? And I think it's, it's, it's good to, have a, to rebalance this. And it's very important to listen to our own voices and let our voices <clears throat> speak for us. And it's really important to, um, to find r the right projects for, for us and find also commercial projects that are really, really uh, into our, um, uh, our, in, in our target. For example, this Braun project was a fantastic opportunity for me because I was picked for what I'm used to do, uh, video portraits of artists, and it clicked with a commercial project. So that was very, that, that's the direction I want to, to go. Uh, where I want to go, I think, um, in terms of, you know, building up a career or something like that. Um, yeah, those those two things continue. What I really f think is inspiring for me in, in a creative side, and also lead my creativity to commercial projects, just to make it sustainable. Because the the idea of like beautiful to to want to become a film director but the reality is that it's it's um you know it's a challenging job as well of course of course and it's a long road um it's a marathon many things can happen and you can lose yourself sometimes or you lose your 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 purposes and connecting with this my my real purposes is something that uh, that really um that i've learned through the lockdown that's great yeah yeah it's it, it's how how to maintain like your own voice um on a commercial world that's uh yeah that's the challenge and, and that's, i think that's that's, that's also beauty, how actually. you know it's, it's because it's if you can just do your project but nobody watch it i mean mm -hmm. yeah and I think that, you know, we all have heroes, right? We all started with uh, heroes in our minds or, or people who are um, very inspiring for us. And, for example, uh, I'm, I'm talking about David Lynch, who is a true inspiration. He managed in his whole life, it's like 50 years of dedication of, in film and in arts, he managed to um, not compromise with his vision. And that's... That's uh, that's important for us, and I think that's important to to connect with those people who manage to, in a way, succeeded not to compromise too much. Of course, they all do advertising; they all do many different things. But um, 
they have a body of work that they can be proud of because that what that's what they're they, they follow their their voices and their direction and this is something i really want to connect definitely um and uh yeah uh, last question like i think we, we were talking that day like the you you spoke to a painter about uh, how difficult it is for exhibition venues these days uh, mm -hmm. what were yes. his worries and what did he tell you well it, it, it is difficult the art world uh, has been uh, punched uh, to the face uh, with this lockdown for sure it's very challenging for now for, for, for artists um, I went to a, an opening a few days ago and it was a bit strange because there was it was very strange i the, the painter is is incredible he's george roy um i'd love to do his portrait <laughs> I, I i tried to connect with him but he, uh, i i have to push a bit <laughs> further i think to get an answer um he's a fabulous painter i i, I love his images george roy and um it was very strange. I arrived, there was like maybe 20, 30 people outside the gallery and not a single soul in the gallery during the opening. Because everybody has to, you know, uh, keep, a social, keep a social distance and wear a mask. And, and it was very funny because there was everybody outside and I was alone or maybe with one person. That's yeah, very strange. And so I had all the, the paintings for me like that. Uh, so I stayed there for a couple of, I mean, a, a few, few times and then went out. Um, so that's the, the situation of the exhibition right now. It's, it's, um, it's very different it's from the bars and the drinking. You have to drink outside. And anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a bit strange. Um, um, yeah, so yeah, it's a challenge. Um, of course, it won't last forever. Of course, we we will find other ways to 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 go to venues. Hopefully, we'll we'll get back to venues as as before, as in openings. But um, I think it's a good um, a good time also to to do portraits of of people. I think it it makes sense to do at least portrait of people through video. Um, portraits of artists talking because we're talking about the the art scene so that they people the audience can see how they work and and their their philosophy they yeah what they had to say basically all right i think we should close here uh, <laughs> thanks for the nice chat friends yeah thanks thank you Luca. it was a pleasure it was a pleasure to talk to you thank you <laughs> And Thanks. I hope you enjoy listening to Franz's uh, stories today. Uh, you can check his work at the link in the uh, episode description. If you'd like to hear more stories from artists and get notified when new episodes are published, please follow Carpe Diem on social media and subscribe to the podcast from your favorite app. Carpe Diem is all uh, main streaming platform like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, etc. 
You can find links to your favorite app and social media at the website carpediem.podbean.com. If you use Apple iTunes, I'll appreciate if you can leave a review. It will help Carpediem to rank up in the searches. These stories deserve to be heard. And thanks for your time today, and to the next one, ciao!